Welcome wrestling fans to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for fans, and we appreciate you joining us for episode 31. I'm your host, representing the old school wrestling fan and your favorite local barber, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of Pro Wrestling Podcast, and your friendly Funko Pop collector, Andy. I'm also your host, the No Selling Wrestling Indie fan and soccer fan, Jeremy. Ah, uh, uh, you like that football? All dude. right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> this week we're going to be talking about Cody Rhodes is now on Raw. Samojo makes his AEW debut. Uh, a couple of WWE main roster call-ups, and more. Well, before we get into the show today, head on over to uh, our social media. We'd really appreciate it. On Instagram and Twitter, you can follow us at the PW Fan. Uh, that goes a long way to help us out. And if you could leave us a review on Spotify or a review on Apple Podcasts, that would also be amazing. We also have all of our episodes backlogged on YouTube, and uh, there's a pretty good portion now that has now been put into video format. Uh, so head on over there and check out our page. We appreciate it by searching the PW Fan. But we will get started on the show today. Andy, I'm going to pass it over to you, and we can do our thing, man. All right. Uh, this week's Raw was the, you know, it's known as the biggest Raw of the year. It's the night after WrestleMania, the Raw after Manias, as they call it. Uh, it opened up with Cody Rhodes. Uh, he, there was a in-ring segment. He he came out. He rose up from the floor. Came down a weird uh, ramp that was on top of the entrance ramp already. Um, you know, great entrance, cool, uh, cool little whatever the it's called at the bottom with you know their name. His is different than everyone else's. Um, I thought that was kind of unique. Um, I was a fan of that, but he got in the ring and what's it? He, he opened up with, he's like, what do you guys want to talk about? And, uh, pretty much his, his promo was about, you know, he came back to WWE to make his father, Dusty Rhodes proud and, uh, become the champion. And it looks like he has his sights set on, on the championship. Um, after in the middle of his segment, more, more towards the end of it, Seth Rollins interrupted came out and uh, shook his hand and said, welcome home. Uh, what you guys think, though, of this segment? I watched it twice, actually. I liked it better the second time. First time, I was kind of just taking it in. Yeah. Yeah, well, first, the entrance part, I thought was kind of funny. Like, when I watched it back the second time, I actually kind of laughed because they put, like, an entire thing on top of the stage just for him. And so it just looked kind of awkward with him walking down this little ramp. And then going down to the actual ramp and walking to the ring. Um, but yeah, his promo was basically like an AEW promo, just in a WWE ring, which is weird to see still. And yeah, that is how, like how we were talking before. Yeah, like how we were talking before, I was like, I still like Cody, but I just want to see like in a month what's going to happen still. Because I, I still don't trust WWE <laughs> with Cody. It is weird. How I, about you I feel like I'm watching. I still. No, I still feel like I'm watching an AEW and WWE weird crossover type thing. Like, it's very bizarre. I feel like it's this weird, bizarro world that I'm watching. But it's still cool. I like it. The only part about the entrance I didn't like was, like, his head randomly just, like, being 
on the floor. But other than that, like, I like the rest of it. That was cool. Yeah, they cut the camera weird. And that weird face I keep making. Vince, like, choking them. And that weird face yeah, what I keep is that? making, if you're watching on the <laughs> YouTube version, that's that's my impression of anytime like Cody does the thing where he gets like choked up. I, I don't know. I th- I don't think it's real. He does this thing where he's like, "That was definitely not real." <laughs> my father. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what you were doing. I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah, he was like, he was like struggling. Yeah. Well, did, Dude, did maybe it feel, he was. It was emotional more, for him. Did it feel I more someone listening to, like, like fucking this dick. promo than like his any AW ones? It felt um, very similar. It felt a little more scripted, but it also. I thought it felt more scripted, but also more scripted than AW, but less scripted than typical WWE, if that makes sense. Yeah. He probably had bullet points that he needed. That's all I felt hit. about it. Just because the well, crying felt more forced than like an AEW, like I felt it felt more organic when he would like cry. Well, Jeremy a little bit ago before we started recording, thought maybe Cody. No, that's not what Jeremy said. We were saying maybe he writes his some of his promos and then gets like notes from the writers or whoever. Yeah, yeah, could be like possible. Like check on it. I don't know. I I was I was saying to Jeremy, yeah. I'm I'm a fan of Cody being on on uh or being in WWE. I started getting sick of him in, in AEW, but now I'm like I'm a fan again. Let's go. His character fe- his character feels like it works there better. A hundred percent. I still like the Cody when the when AEW first started, like and when he was like the out of the Bullet Club Cody, then the first into AEW. Like that was my favorite version of Cody before he started doing TV shows. Yeah, I liked <laughs> yeah. Ring of Honor and reality shows and all the stupid stuff. <laughs> ring of Honor Cody when he was having people kiss the Ring of Honor, and he was in the Bullet Club and. I remember when he first made his American Nightmare entrance, I was like, Andy, look at this. I was like, dude, Stardust, looking like a boss now. And we, like, watched his entrance and everything. Yes. (laughs) Yep. I think we, yeah, we first saw him at, uh, it was uh, Wrestle Kingdom. I forget who we we, Mm -hmm. uh, fought, but uh, that's when, that was the first time I heard this music and everything that he has now for them. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. It was so long ago. I know. I know it was someone that I didn't really know at the time. So, um, yeah. I mean, well, you know, we're recording on a Monday tonight. Um, I just wasn't feeling too well yesterday. So, Raw is actually going on, and it opened up with Cody on Miz TV, and uh, he's going to be wrestling the Miz later on in the night. So, it's going to be his first match on Raw. We'll talk about it next week. I'm sure. But let's move on to something that was kind of weird with Raw this week. We got to meet, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they're actually selling it as this or they were trying to just be, I don't know, just make it be a joke right up front. But Ezekiel 
made his debut and uh, Kevin Owens is in the ring. Dude. He says, I recognize you. What he's the like, hell? you're Elias. And he's like, I'm not Elias. He's like, I'm Elias's younger brother, Ezekiel. I can't tell if like they're just playing with us and they're like, like, you know, we're supposed to, they don't actually want us to think, but I don't know. It's one of those things like, <laughs> Is the audience really this dumb, or is Alliance just is Elias just trying to fool everyone? I don't know, but he's as Ezekiel Kevin Owens says like I didn't like you then and I don't like you now, um, kind of thing. But <laughs> God, what a also one a terrible name as I, a repackage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what do you think about it, Jeremy? You were going to say something. I I actually thought it was like really funny when I was watching this. I was like, it's so ridiculous. It's funny. It's it's like ridiculous it's, it's in the like when it's so bad. It's so bad and ridiculous, but this time they're not trying to really like sell it. Like they know it's terrible, kind of like when they fe- we found out Kurt Angle was the father of uh, Chad Gable's um, <laughs> right. old partner, uh, uh, Jason Jordan. Like, and they tried to just make it like like it was like sold, but now they're you know even Ezekiel's out there yeah. like. No, I'm Elias's younger brother. Like, you know, they're scripts. Yeah. They would if they like really wanted face. them to forget about Elias, they wouldn't bring up Elias like on TV. Right. I agree. You know, the crowd chain walk with Elias turn this. It's like yeah. a joke that they want you to play along with basically. Within itself. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was so odd. Like because I saw the Instagram post first before I saw the what actually went down. I was like, are they serious right now? And then you watch the segment and you're like, <laughs> I think they know how ridiculous it is. So that I can I can get yeah, behind. I but if you're do. if you're trying to insult my actual intelligence, I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like yeah. uh, <laughs> So uh after that, you know, I'm not gonna go through everything in the show, but we did have an NXT uh championship match, Braun Breaker versus Dolph Ziggler, which was I guess a rematch from Stand and Deliver where Dolph Ziggler retained. Um, but this week, Brom Breaker retained or won the title back at uh, or on Raw. Um, the crowd was was behind him. And I don't know if that was just because, you know, it's a it's a title change on Raw, which um, any t- title change kind of has a reaction to it, because really, who watches NXT 2.0? Besides me, yeah, besides um, me. and I don't even enjoy it when I do. He, and I don't even enjoy it when I do. Him. But I like Braun Breaker. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do like Braun Breaker, and I think he's going to get a push um, to the main roster soon. I also read L.A. Knight is getting a push to the main roster soon. I believe. Um, so it looks like that, you, you know, and there's that. more call ups uh, that. Uh, it's rough. <laughs> um, but we'll talk about more call-ups that actually happened uh, later this week uh, when we get into SmackDown. The final thing I wanted to talk about with Raw is uh, Bobby Lashley and almost, uh Well, Bobby Lashley and MVP had a segment out in the ring. Um, and then Omos comes out and MV- or Bobby Lashley was saying he didn't need MVP out there for... Uh, the win over Omos at, at WrestleMania. And once Omos did come out, MVP attacks Bobby Lashley and turns on him. 
and says, well, what, you don't need me anymore? So MVP is now with Omos, which I guess is good because the guy is still green. Yeah, he needs And he's not a very good talker. So I think Lashley can, now this almighty character can probably be on his own. But yes, MVP turned on Bobby Lashley. So that wrapped up Raw this week, unless you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about. Roman came out at the end, but he says, I'll let you know what he's wants to do next this Friday on waste. SmackDown. So I'll talk about it a little bit on Friday. Yeah, who's a waste? It was um, just a way Veer to came out, you know, get him the, on the show, I guess. The anticipated Veer. Veer made his debut, which Veer was with Shanky and Jinder Mahal before. I don't know why we had to... He didn't even get a gimmick change, really. He was just, yeah. his name say the same. Like, we just had to wait to see this guy who I told Jeremy, it's this foreign guy in a bad guy role that they like putting people in that I slot that if so no much. one's there. And that's what he is right now. And like he, he started feuding with the Mysterios. That's like in the playbook of like, like if Vince McMahon had a playbook of things that he does, like the the quote-unquote foreign villain menace is the... E- yeah. Like, dude, that's, like, his number one go-to that he goes... And it just doesn't work anymore because now people are like, hey, just because you're from a different country <laughs> and not American, like, yeah, cool. Like, good for you. Like, you're probably an awesome person. Like, why are we, like, vilifying you? Yeah. Like, there's plenty of cool... Yeah. Putin might be a piece of shit, but, like, there's plenty of cool, like, Russian people... And it's like, it just doesn't work. Like now, when you do that, it just makes me feel like almost weird. I'm like, I don't like this. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like they'll like take it. Like they'll take like a you know like Jinder Mahal and they make him like evil. And I'm like, and yeah. it's like you're like, bruh, why are you making him evil though? Think it's about like it. the only like, come on. Like, what are you trying? No. To, it's like, like I see what exactly you what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And, and I it's think like, everybody probably, does. Probably love, and and I can't. Like, I was gonna say Vince probably loved like Cody's outfit, the Never American for... like outfit that he wears. He's probably like, this, oh. is, "This is good shit." He was like, "Oh yeah." He's <laughs> like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna have you fight somebody not from America." <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be our guy. Like Cena was that basically the American guy. Hogan yeah. was that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Lex Luger. It's terrible. There's multiple of them every deck every decade. It's not even like a character that's like spread out throughout time. There's so many of them, like Davari and well, uh, Great Kali and like the Iron <laughs> Sheik. Sheiky baby. Sheiky baby. Yeah, just every decade has like multiple of them. Yeah. And they never they never last one long. They're never really that over. Muhammad Hassan. Uh, unless you're like the Sheik from back in the day. How about? Didn't they kill him? Dude, it's kind of like it's. I'm not gonna lie. It's kind of fucked up if you like listen them all. Like what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like damn. You guys really do do this like all the time, bro. Uh, you know, like Mustafa Ali it's was always from a certain continent. Mustafa so. Ali was actually pretty over as a babyface, and now he's not even on TV. Yeah, yeah, they're well, just holding his contract. Dude, he had the biggest <laughs> hostage, basically. Well, he had the biggest. He had that momentum, 
And then he got hurt, yeah. and Kofi got his push. But, dude, he, for a second, he almost had it. That has to suck. True. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're, like, yep. so close, and then... Oh, my God. <sighs> so, all in all, though, the Raw after Mania, it was all right. Cody was the best part to me. Um, yeah. And I've seen better Raw after Manias. Yeah, this one wasn't that good for um, Raw after Mania. Yeah. Because I remember, I think you watched or looked up more once it was actually over the next day, and you're like, "This is all that happened yeah. after we stopped watching." I was like, "Oh, okay." Which I then watched myself, and I was like, "Yep, he's right." Um, <laughs> but let's get into Dynamite this week. Dynamite was kind of set up like a pay per view. There was like it was awesome, a lot of like really good matches. Yeah, it was really good. Um, it opened with Adam Cole versus Christian Cage, which this was a really good match. I never knew they didn't um, wrestle each other. Winner was Adam Cole. Like they've never wrestled each other. Ever, I don't think. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Christian was probably retired when Adam Cole really became like a name on the indies. Yeah, that's true. I would think. Um, this is a really good match. I, I always say Christian is great uh, in the ring, technically everything. Uh, he's really good. And Adam Cole can have a good match with pretty much anyone. Um, but I thought this match was awesome. Good opener. Adam Cole and CM Punk are always opening the shows. I say it all the time, but I feel like they, they are in some way. Uh, but the winner was Adam Cole. Yeah, this match was good. It set the tone for the rest of the show. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like thoughts? I like how they use like Christian and like these kind of like, I, don't, I guess you call them legends, really. But like Christian, this is only like, I don't know, his third match this year, really, that he wrestled in. And like all of them, I think have been. Yeah, he hasn't really wrestled good. a lot lately. He's wrestled. Like they use him for a purpose, not just like yep. to go out there and have a match. So I, th- I always love how AEW does mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and obviously the purpose Christian's for this was great. the whole feud with Jurassic Express. Yeah. You know what's crazy, Andy? I don't know if you relate. You know, because we're brothers. So, but when we were kids. Like, I did not, I think we've even brought it up on the show before, but I did not appreciate Christian for, like, how great. No, not at all. Yeah, we, me. We've talked like, about it in our own time. Yeah, we didn't like him. Yeah, like, he kind of. Edge was cool. Christian wasn't. I mean, which. Right. And, like, I was like, I love Edge. Edge can basically do no wrong, heel or babyface. And then I was like, Christian kind of annoys the shit out of me but then okay here's the thing i suggest this to anybody who like if you go back and watch some of the stuff from the early 2000s when he was doing his singles run when he was doing the captain charisma and the peeps and it, those matches are great it's just like i didn't appreciate them him and randy like, had some really you know good what matches. i mean like yeah yeah like they're awesome but like as through my kids eye like at twelve, I was like, "Oh, it's Christian. I don't want to watch." Or this match <laughs> is gonna suck, or like whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like skip the Christian to... match. I mean, yeah, I hate to say it. Like on my VHS tapes, if it was a Christian match, I probably was gonna fast forward unless it was against like Jericho or somebody. And uh, that seems like awful. But then, like, which they had a Mania match, like, almost. Yeah, I feel like though Christian's like one of those guys. Like, for better or for worse, you appreciate. Like, almost in a very musical kind of way. Like, sometimes an artist gets, like, over time, people are like, you know what? That band was really fucking good, and just nobody understood. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Christian is kind of like that, where now, if you go back, you're like, nah, Christian was the man. But it's just like, 
edge and a weird. I think a lot of people feel that way nowadays about Christian. Right. Right. Like he's great. He's awesome. Anyway, but I just wanted to take a second to appreciate Captain Charisma because that dude is uh, is the man. Yeah, I don't even think he even got like the credit when or... he debuted for AEW. Because remember, like Tony Khan hyped it up, and then people were like, "Oh, it's Christian." Christian's like, the creepy little up. bastard. You never thought he was going to wrestle Cole. again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Dude, did you guys um, hear Cornette's review of the so after, uh, of the mousetrap and like the No, the not yet, but I did Johnson. hear a lot of his reviews for oh others my. other stuff. Oh my god, dude. He's basically was like I think it was Jeremy, weren't you telling me? Like he's like, I just had to turn it off. I couldn't watch anymore after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. God, poor Sammy. It's probably um, I gotta I gotta hear that. Right. Dude's so good. Yeah. Um so after that we had uh Samoa Joe making his AEW debut versus Max Caster. This was uh that so was wild. I guess this is how I found out. The Owen Hart tournament, there's one for both men and women's. I wasn't sure at first until I saw this match. So Samoa Joe versus Max Caster, uh I think it's the first match of the Owen Hart tournament yeah, for the guys, so. at least. I can't think of another one. Um, it wasn't that long of a match. Uh, Samoa Joe basically made quick work of him. Uh, he looked great. He uh, what? What was his finisher that was the band? The Muscle Buster. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it was called? He did it off the top rope, um, or maybe that's how he's always set them up. Was put him on the top rope and then pick him up from there. Um, he did that. That's big, how you, that's crowd how he did pop. Um, yeah. That's how he used to set it up. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, the crowd was, was super hyped to see him. Max Caster said a couple of stuff. Uh, he said something about injury prone, um, yeah. in his Damn. rap in the beginning. Yeah. The line um, he had the line, said a couple like, of at things. the end when he was like, "Why, Tony, why did you hire this guy when we, we beat him in the ratings? He was their champ. <laughs> I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, that's what, that's what he said. I forgot. Oh, my God. <laughs> that must have been when he was, like, the champ for one week. And then he, like, gave it up because of the NXT 2.0 or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to see some mojo there. Uh, I feel like that's where he fits. He never really fit to me in WWE. Maybe NXT, but not. I mean, definitely not NXT 2.0. Yeah. Um, but not on the main roster. So Wardlow is still banned from AEW, apparently. there's The signs were um, hanging around um, the barricades. And I, uh, I believe what Sean Dean had a match, or Sean Spears had a match against Captain Sean Dean. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> and Wardlow comes through the crowd and distracts Sean Spears and Captain Sean Dean gets the win. Uh, Wardlow takes out a bunch of security guards and MJF basically ends up saying, um, if you come back next week, there's going to be more security guards than there were this year or th- this year, not this year, uh, this time. So yeah, Wardlow came in, took people out backstage uh, and just took out a bunch of security guards. I mean, 
How much longer can they keep doing the same thing? I don't know. This is two weeks in a row. He's like, yeah. gotten into the building and, you know, <laughs> is almost at MGF. So, uh, I did like they, they put that twist on, like, he interrupted a match, so then Sean Spears lost this time instead of just, like, coming out during a promo. Yeah. I, I do find it hilarious. Like, he throws those security guys, like, when he first, like, um, walks in. Mm-hmm. He, really, like, really throws those guys, yeah. <laughs> like, everywhere. And especially uh, that last guy into the barricade, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, <laughs> the barricade like one. I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Yeah. Um, well, because of this, we get MJF versus Captain Sean Dean next week on Dynamite, I believe. I'm guessing that Warlow's going to come in. And if I'm a bet man, I'd put money <laughs> on it for sure. Um, but another big match we had this week was the Hardys versus the Butcher and Blade in a tables match. Uh, a lot of crazy well, spots. You into it, do you understand the rules <laughs> of this match? I was all tables match was first through the table wins. Yeah, they were saying the first offensive move or like. It's only an offensive move. We can get so you can't put yourself through the table. Right. Like I feel like I've seen that before, though, to where you can't make yourself go through a table. Haven't, haven't you seen it before where like you can't win by yourself going through a table? You have to put someone else through it. I feel like I've seen that before. But they they also added the elimination part. Like Jeff Hardy was eliminated, except he still wrestled. But I think they explained it wrong as in saying like, you have to eliminate both uh, competitors to win the match. God, they don't need to make like it confusing. It. Come on, I know. Don't, but I was don't, like, don't make it so confusing on people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, God, I was like, what is happening? Just put him through a fucking table. Poor Jeff yeah. Hardy did a fucking swanton off the top of a ladder. God, d- dude, I feel so bad for him now. We've seen him through these spots. It's just because like, he's just dead for the rest of the match, and then yeah, it's like okay, cool. He did the thing, made the crowd pop, and he's just like, fuck my life. Like, <laughs> Yeah. God, I think they dude. can chill on those spots now. Yeah. like, Well, you know, Tony Khan and his stats and rules, like, he's very obsessive about it, so I kind of feel like he's, him and Matt Hardy are going to be, like, overcomplicating things. Well, at least they're only working one day a week now, if they're going <laughs> to do this kind of shit. Uh, side note, we are getting, speaking of these kind of matches, we're getting another Texas death match next week. Adam Page versus, uh, is it versus Adam Cole? Adam Cole, yeah. It's on Rampage. Why do we need another fucking Texas death match? Every time they go Texas, they're just, we're doing one. We're doing another one. It's like, God, dude. As soon as he was like, we're in Texas, I was like, don't say death match. (laughs) They're like. (laughs) All this is really is a death match. That's all it is. It just happens to be taking place in Texas. And they do it all the time. Every time they come to Texas, I swear they do it. Yeah. And like the, he just did one, did one with Lance Archer. Yeah. So for me, it's more about like the Texas part. Like, I don't care if it's a death match, but it's like, it's a Texas death match. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like just say it's or a Chicago match. street fight. Or Philadelphia street fight. Like, yeah. Just... Never hear Baltimore anything like, <laughs> yeah. like whatever. Yeah, 
anyway, more Street Fight more real, realistic. Anyway, we had a, a women's Owen Hart qualifier uh, this week on Dynamite. It was Hikaru Shida versus Julia Hart. Winner was Hikaru Shida, and I believe uh, Serena D popped up again at some point. Um, this never-ending <laughs> feud with Hikaru Shida. Uh, it, it just won't. It won't go away. It won't go away. She's like, we uh, need to have match ten. Come on. So I'm trying to think of the qualifiers for the women's side, though. So far, it's Akarashita, Tony Storm. Um, I know we had one this week on Rampage, but I can't think of anyone else before this. Uh, yeah, the Bunny versus Tony Storm. Tony Storm won, and then there was this. The, and then the men's had Samoa Joe win. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. But our main event of Dynamite was very good this week. It was the Young Bucks versus FTR for the AAA and ROH titles. The winner was FTR. FTR is on fire right now, guys. FTR is killing it. I love it. They are so good. That was a six-star match. Dude, it was awesome. (laughs) What What a main event. Yeah. And their chemistry with the Young Bucks is awesome too. Like their styles are different, but they make it work so well. And like the beginning of this match, I was like, oh, I can tell it's going to be a really good match. Well, speaking of moving past, let's go past Dynamite and into SmackDown. <laughs> you like that transition? Ooh, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. The pandemic's over. Let's move on. Or it's not over. I don't know. It depends on who you're talking to. It's still out there. Just Russia's the new thing. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, let's see. Uh, a couple things from SmackDown this week. I guess you could call it the SmackDown after Mania. Uh, Ronda Rousey's out in the ring at one point, and she's saying that she made Charlotte tap, but, you know, because Charlotte speared the ref, um, she she didn't get the win, and Charlotte ended up getting the win, and you know, she didn't make Charlotte lose twice. She only made her lose once. Something like that. I don't know. Basically, Ronda Rousey wants an I quit match to where no no refs can, you know, make it not happen. Um, and it looks like that's what they're going to build for at what they call, I hate that they call it WrestleMania Backlash instead of just Backlash, but uh, WrestleMania Backlash so is... is you know, don't forget it's the pay per view where Edge and Randy Orton had the greatest match of all time, uh, I believe is what they called it. Um, but yeah, so it, it painful match. It, it looks like we're getting Charlotte versus Ronda in an I Quit match. Um, I am curious though if Ronda actually sticks around and becomes the champion, and maybe they just had Charlotte win well, at WrestleMania to set this up. Do you think? Because like, I don't think Ronda would take that match if she would have to say, I quit, because you know how she feels about losing. Yeah, she's not going to be like the baddest bitch on the planet yeah. fucking says, I quit, and Charlotte like, Flair. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's what they're saying up for. It makes sense. We had the debut match of Butch this week. Had his first match against Xavier Woods. Uh, when Kofi and Xavier Woods came out, who had lost to Ridge Holland and Sheamus at Mania, they said something along the lines of, if WrestleMania is our season finale, then the records have been reset. Well, this is the first time they ever fucking mentioned records in WWE, for one. <laughs> uh, so they said, us against you all is 0-0. Zero, zero. So they have Xavier Woods go against Butch, and Butch loses. 
on his match. on his debut match to Xavier Woods. Uh, they I got Butch in there running around like he's a fucking like he's a rabid animal. That's what I feel like Vince told him. He's like, go out there. You, you can't be held back. And then he ends up, I think, slapping Ridge Holland and Sheamus because he's pissed about his his loss. He like hits him in the face. And uh, it's like, what, what he, happened? I don't know. But the reason why I bring it up is just because, yeah, you make the guy lose on his fucking his debut. You not only change his name and his whole gimmick that everyone loved already, you make him lose. Pat McAfee called him Pete and then uh, accidentally over commentary. And he's like, I mean, Butch. <laughs> uh, that was during their match. Um, speaking of, um, another thing Kofi said during their entrance was they were in the gym and they really bruised some weights, is what he said. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the bruiser weight, though, is no That's more. Funny. Um, so we have Ludwig Kaiser talking on the mic, Ludwig Kaiser. Now, who is Ludwig, Ludwig Kaiser, you might ask? Well, he used to be known as Marcel Barthel of, of, used to be known as Marcel Barthel of Imperium. Um, and he was the one that's from Germany. There was Fabian Eichner, Eichner from, uh, Italy, I believe. And then you had Walter or Gunter. Uh, and Ludwig Kaiser, formerly known as Marcel Barthel, is out there and he introduces Gunther, who is now making his SmackDown debut. And he made it against a jobber named Joe Alonso. And I don't know if you guys know, Gunther has lost a lot of fucking weight. Uh, I don't know if Vince told him to, but mm-hmm. he, he's lost a lot of fucking weight. Um, but he just he just tosses this guy's around fucking huge chops. Um Obviously, you know, he won, but during the match, um, the ch- the fans are chanting Walter, and Michael Cole's like, there's Gunther chants going around right now. I'm just <laughs> like, what, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Uh, like, even us watching on TV can, can fucking hear it. But what I want to say is they didn't bring up Fabian Eichner, who was the third member, member of Imperium, um, who was... When they My would do have the tag team titles, name changes. I know, I know. There's one more coming up. There's one more name change coming up. All right. <laughs> you know what's? You know what the funny thing is? Is that re- like Chris Jericho right now? He's making. He made fun of the name changes, and now they're actually changing to like these Dude, stupid names. Still, it's terrible. So speaking of name changes, um, we have a backstage segment, and Raquel Rodriguez is now on SmackDown, who used to be <laughs> Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, in Why? NXT. Why? I don't know. And they have Los Lotharios, Humberto Carrillo, and Angel Garza come up to her and start flirting with her, and she basically basically tells them to go fuck off. Uh, and I know zero people who you just, you just mentioned. Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. The, yeah. They're Los Lotharios. They kiss the girls on the cheek when they come out now. They, oh, they're, okay. they're, real yeah, cousins. they're real life cousins. But they even say that they're cousins on the show. Yeah. Um, so I guess because they're all, you know, Hispanic origin, uh, they all got to throw them in a backstage segment together and speak a couple, <laughs> speak a little bit of Spanish to one another. Yeah, they changed her last name to from Gonzalez to Rodriguez. I don't know why. I don't know why. I just, I don't get it. But she is that now on the main sense. roster. Uh, we have a... Uh, 
uh, happy Corbin Corbin talk segment. It's supposed to be a celebration, but it is not. Um, Corbin ends up blaming Madcap Moss for Corbin's loss to Drew McIntyre, and uh, they end up getting into it. Madcap Moss, you know, kind of beats the shit out of Corbin, and the crowd is crazy for Madcap Moss. They are hyped. Fuck Baron Corbin, Happy Corbin, Sad Corbin. I don't give a shit. Madcap Moss is fucking over. Uh, and fans are loving it, so they broke up. And Tim's like, who's Mac at Moss? Well, the guy that landed on his head. <laughs> <laughs> um, Speaking of returns and call-ups, <laughs> Lacey Evans is back, and she's going to be telling stories backstage, apparently, about her life. For the next few weeks, she told part one about moving around and her alcoholic dad. And after that story, they say, we'll hear more from Lacey Evans next week. So apparently they're doing some storytelling segment. I don't know. But she's back. This is the SmackDown after WrestleMania. Yes. Like it's supposed to be like the restart, basically. Yeah. I think I like three things that WWE's doing (laughs) all the (laughs) time. Yeah, well, let, let's see. Last thing Lacey Evans was on TV, she was saying she was pregnant by Ric Flair. So uh, <laughs> this might be a step up. And then she actually was pregnant, just not Ric Flair's kid. Uh, but she wow. was in a feud with Charlotte, I remember. And she's like, stop, Charlotte. I'm pregnant. It's your father. So I'm like, what the fuck? The pandemic era is weird as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> and they just kind of wiped that from our memories. Um, yeah. But the main event of SmackDown was Roman came out, and uh, the Usos are out there, and he's saying, he's saying, I got two belts. There's two of the Usos. They each got two belts, or saying that there are two belts. Basically, Roman wants to unify the tag titles, and he tells Jimmy and Jey Uso to, uh, to go to Raw this coming weekend and get those titles. So it looks like the bloodline is the plan is for the bloodline to hold all the gold, um, unify everything. Unify everything. Uh, Shinsuke ended up coming out, and Roman he says, "You know, I feel for you. Your partner's hurt." Gives him a real awkward hug, and you hear Shinsuke go, "What are you doing?" And then they back <laughs> up, and the Usos just super kick him. Pat McAfee says, "Super kick party." Um, and that's how the show basically went off the air. Yeah. So, oh, I don't know who Roman's feuding with next. I don't know if it's going to be Shinsuke now that Shinsuke is by himself. I, I doubt it. I, I just don't know what the point of kicking Shinsuke Nakamura in the face was. He has no partner unless you're going to make him feud with Roman. He came out, though, in his Mike's Hard Lemonade outfit um, from <laughs> Mania, which was awesome to see again. They have, um, to keep, they have the sponsor to keep going. <laughs> God, dude. Um, but yeah, that wrapped up the SmackDown after Mania. This this one hour of <laughs> Rampage was better than like three hours of Raw. Well, I'm only talking about two things from Rampage this week. One, I just want to mention it because it was an Own Heart qualifier match. Willow Nightingale, who she was apparently on Supercard of Honor at some point. I like her. Um, versus Red Velvet. The fans were behind Willow. They were booing Red Velvet. Um, and Red Velvet ended up winning and yeah, people were booing. Uh, they definitely wanted Willow Knight and she, she's a, a bigger girl, but she can freaking move. She just doing moonsaults off the top rope. 
She's I mean, great. I think if she stays in AEW, yeah, she'll. I think she'll be a star. She's really good. I never seen her or heard of her before, but the fans seemed to know who she was, and, and they were a fan of her. But yeah. I wanted to talk about the main event, which was Wheeler Yuta versus John Moxley. Jesus Christ, guys! Dude, he's one of my favorite now. Wheeler Yuta, the, he's the yeah. pure, he's the ROH pure champion, right? Yeah. This match was fucking. I mean, he already wrestled Brian Danielson before and which the opening match was Brian Danielson versus Tramperetta. That was a good match too, if you if you haven't seen it. Uh Brian Danielson won. But yeah, Wheeler Yuta versus John Moxley. Fucking Wheeler Yuta's busted the fuck open. Dude, his <laughs> entire face was covered in blood. It was like squirting out too. Yeah. This match this match was fucking a fight, dude. It was it was good though. Wheeler Yuta went from like being just just part of the best friends of mean like the Weird side guy with colorful, like, straight <laughs> generic uh, tights to being like, yo, this guy's actually really good. Yeah. Um, so, yes, this match was really good. Winner was John Moxley, you know, Blackpool Fight Club. Uh, is that what it's called? The Blackpool Fight yeah. Club? Okay, yeah. Is uh, kind of taking over. Afterwards, um, Regal got in the ring. I'd, what did they do with Yuta afterwards? I know, like, they uh, were Regal, all. Regal shook his hand. That's what they did. Like, it's like they earned his respect. And it sounded like as they were going off air, like Moxie said to him, like, now the real work starts. So I don't mm. know if that's like he's in the group now mm. or not. I can see him going if they're trying to make, if that's what their plan is to make the group bigger. I mean, after that shit, Jesus Christ. He had two really <laughs> good matches with both Danielson and uh, Moxley. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm so happy to see Regal on TV though. Like when you see how he got in the ring and like his his facial expressions, it's just like something you don't see in like every wrestling uh, show now. On TV just, and uh, on commentary, he was the commentary for the Danielson match in the beginning. Yeah, uh, that's also it's also uh, good to hear. Um, but yeah, that wrapped up um all the shows this week, guys. You know, just have to see where the new season, quote-unquote, of wrestling goes, at least in WWE, goes from here. You know, the one thing I noticed is that CM Punk wasn't even on the show. Like, Punk wasn't even on the show, and I was like, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it's like the first time he wasn't even on it, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Or the champ. The champ wasn't on at all. Adam Page wasn't on at all, was he? Or no, did he come out during a Red Dragon... I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he had a quick segment with uh, Adam Cole. That's where he, that's he announced the Texas the Death Texas Deathmatch. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Sorry. Just didn't talk about it, guys. But we are going to AEW Dynamite and Rampage May 5th. 4th. So, is it May 4th? Oh, yeah, that's right. May the yeah, 4th. Yeah, remember it's May the 4th. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, that's in less than a month, guys. That'll be a fun episode to talk about. Maybe film some, film some clips and upload. Uh, follow us on all social media at the PW fan um, and follow me on Instagram on my Funko pop collection at the four one zero fan bros. Um, and yeah, thanks for uh, tuning in everyone. Talk to you next week. Bye.